0: Hello, and welcome to the Live Well with Jacqueline podcast. I'm so glad that you're here, especially today because we have an amazing guest. The person I've invited to be on this podcast episode is someone that I've been friends with for 13 years. She is my biz bestie. And we've been able to maintain not only our friendship, but our business relationship from long distance. And to me, that's something that's pretty special, especially during all the things that we've experienced in the last several years. Today, we're going to be talking about how we became friends in the first place. And how we've maintained that relationship, not only as distance has come between us, but as we've both grown up, holy smokes, lots have changed in the 13 years that her and I have known one another. And to me, maintaining adult friendships, I think, is fairly challenging. So we're going to be sharing some of the things that we've done to make sure that we can still have a lot of love and respect and connection between each other. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Ms. Julia Walsh to the podcast.
1: Hi, Julia. Hey, Jacqueline. Thanks for having me.
0: You are so welcome. I'm so glad that we made this time to happen. We rescheduled it a, a couple times, but now we're here and being able to just have this space set up Which I made Julia go like hide in her kids' room because there's a bunch of stuffed animals in there. (laughs) I was like, listen to me, trust me. I recorded my off or I recorded our closet. I'm like, go sit in the stuffy room and it's gonna be perfect. No sound is gonna bounce anywhere.
1: (laughs) Oh my word, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm surrounded by stuffies.
0: Okay. If you guys don't know what stuffies are, they're stuffed animals.
1: I was thinking about when you said like friendship and the things that can like. You know, it can be, like, hard to maintain an adult friendship, like, anyway. And then, like, having an adult friendship that kind of spans the gap between, like, you not having kids and me having kids and, like, physical distance. Like, there's so many things.
0: Yes. There are myriad things um, that could have majorly broken us up. Ah. But we have persevered. (laughs) And not only have we persevered. We have grown so much closer, oh, um, yeah. and that to me is really special. So we're not crying right now, okay? Oh. But <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna save that for later. Um, I really want to kind of start from the beginning. Um, oh yes,
1: please do tell. Tell them. Okay, people. I do.
0: I want to talk about how you and I first met. So this is how I remember it. It's kind of like talking about the first date. So <clears throat> Julia and I both used to be a part of something called BNI which is a networking group. And this is back in the day when I was practicing chiropractic. Julia, Julia was practicing massage therapy. And I was a visitor at her chapter. And in and BNI, and you stand up and you give a commercial, right? Like a 30-second little elevator pitch about what you offer and how people can best refer you. <laughs> so I remember standing up. And at the time, I was doing this series of like, live well fun facts. And if you guys don't know this little tidbit, my business was called live well chiropractic. And I created that back in 2008. And lo and behold, I never knew that that was going to just be so fortuitous to name it that so I could transition into live well with Jacqueline health coaching all these years later. So I stand up and I say, Hey, I'm Dr. Jacqueline Boulay. And I'm with live well chiropractic fun fact number 438. You don't have to get naked to get on my table in my chiropractic office and then I give my spiel and this girl beelines it up to me after the meeting grabs my forearm and looks me dead in the eye and she says we need to talk and I was like oh my word like (laughs) what is going on and she drags me aside she's like this chiropractor that I've been seeing he's making me get naked like I got a robe or gown or something but he's making me take my clothes (laughs) off in his office and I was like no (laughs) <laughs> you need to come in to see me immediately <laughs> but I was like
1: oh, that was
0: I so love creepy. how direct this person is she was with a creepy chiropractor <laughs> and I was like I kind of sort of already love this human but like let's do an exchange because at the time I'm dead broke Julia had just moved from Pennsylvania and so the best I way that like, we do how to right
1: I feel like you also mm. said to me like I don't later in life you were like I don't know if I could have been friends with you if you weren't a good massage therapist
0: I'm sure that I said something like that because I was so <laughs> oh Jacqueline's direct shocking um <laughs> well because remember before I'd started my business I had worked for a couple other places and making referrals is an extension of yourself and if you got people who are not taking your patients in their best interest in taking good care of them you don't look like a good chiropractor so I was like I'm searching for a really good massage therapist and I had no idea who this Julia Kreider at the time was and so (laughs) she started we do the exchange and I'm like oh she's it and we banded together like two little biz besties and we worked it we we worked the chiropractic massage therapy scene I'm gonna pause right there Julia does that sound (laughs) mostly accurate
1: yeah that was pretty accurate that was uh pretty much how it went down
0: okay so we had this incredible business relationship and okay what julia um may I ask how old you are
1: you could if i remember
0: <laughs> i think you're 36
1: i think i'm 36 next week. okay great
0: yes you are yeah. and then my birthday's a week later i yep. know uh-huh <laughs> oh by the way everybody i love- <laughs> yes i'm on the cusp so i'm i definitely trend towards cancer however um also enneagram well water signs also enneagram i'm a two wing three and julia's a three wing two.
1: Oh, we have to shout out to lee estridge here for a minute like that was part of the bni experience like there was this uh, coach her name was lee estridge and she was part of our bni group and she taught us the enneagram right like that was a huge part of us becoming friends and staying friends and like our business relationship as well
0: Well, a thousand percent, because when you, the Enneagram, if you don't know, is just a personality categorization tool. And when you can understand your number, which is a one through a nine, and then some of the other personalities that surround that, you can not only better understand yourself, your strengths and your weaknesses, but then you can better understand your relationships, any relationship, your partner, your business people, your clients. I use it to this day in my coaching and it's allowed me to not only be the best coach that I can possibly be, but to also be one of the best versions of myself in a relationship. And as we work through that um, workshop together, Julia and I recognize some of our strengths, some of our weaknesses <laughs> and how we could actually work really well together. So yes. Um, that awareness of ourselves is definitely one of the things that's again allowed us to maintain this friendship over the 13 years because when I feel like there might be something happening in our relationship I have to step back remember who she is and then think about some of the tidbits and then be like okay how can I reframe this or come back to her in a way that's gonna she's gonna feel seen or heard and respected and then how can I also take care of myself and that we're going to save that for a little bit though from now because that's definitely the awareness and boundary stuff that I think we've oh, put yeah. together on we
1: have a few other things to talk about before we get there for sure
0: uh we do <laughs> and it's the day you left me it's the day you left me <laughs> I never put this kind of pr- pressure on anybody but I'm definitely going to put it on Julia <laughs> because this was one I of the take still it. I can tell so- you because she's a strong badass three so <clears throat> I go to have a massage at Julia's space. And she massages me, Okay, She does a great job. Doesn't say anything. I get up off the table. I have the most amazing massage. I get up off the table. She looks at me, and she's like, by the way, I met the man I'm going to marry, and I'm moving back home. (laughs) She, like, drops this bomb on me. And by the way, you're going to get prepared, because this is how Julia likes to deliver all kinds of news. (laughs) She, like, (laughs) drops a bomb and walks away. I Just looked through it. At our, we'd been. What was our relationship? How long were you in Boston?
1: I was there 2008 till yeah, okay.
0: So. so we had grown deep together <laughs> like business, uh, real relationships, different men in our lives. Like we were together thick and thin. And we were
1: like the kind of friends you just go in and out of each other's houses without even like, yes, yes,
0: absolutely <laughs> celebrating birthdays, all that kind of friendship, and yeah. so, um, each other's biggest supports and cheerleaders and. And for, I went
1: professional mode on you.
0: Because you didn't want to have emotion.
1: <laughs> and I was like, why can't she cry?
0: And then I start bawling my eyes out. You basically like almost kind of sort of kicked me out of your office. Cause I think you maybe want to have emotion, but didn't want me to see it. And so I leave, I remember heaving, sobbing. And if you guys know me, I don't, I've worked on this though, by the way, cause I was taught not to cry again. I don't cry a lot, but I'm crying more. It's a very good thing for me to do that. However, I want you to understand for me to cry in public, <laughs> racking, sobbing, walking down a hallway. Um, Which where my also, best by friends by the way
1: I didn't know that part until like years later when you told me that you No,
0: you didn't because I did I told you I'm not supposed to cry. Yeah. <laughs> so I like held it in. And I was like, my best friend's leaving me. And so you guys I'll know that like Julia and I we both mo- I moved to Boston by myself didn't know a single person same thing with Julia she like got in a car and came here didn't know anybody and we both <laughs> set up our businesses and we did it by ourselves with no one's help right right <laughs> so <laughs> yeah we uh, we did it, and then so when you're having your biz bestie leave, I felt abandoned. I felt sad. I felt nervous.
1: Rightfully so, but I was very insensitive about it. I was very three, and you were so in your two zone. I was,
0: <laughs> but you were you were in business mode, and also like I you know I don't want to be she's selfish because not- I'm like she's going to marry this guy. Wow, yeah. you know, like that was pretty special, and. I wasn't like, well, stay here for me, but, but I was like, this is going to be hard. And so we came back to have a conversation and we were like, all right, if you're moving back, we have to stay in touch. So what's that going to look like? And what do we agree upon?
1: We agreed on visiting. First of all, absolutely. Every six months. Yeah. Like we said every six months we have to visit basically twice a year we visit and we, well, this was in tip
0: for tat. Like you would come up to Boston or I would drive back.
1: I feel like we also met up in New York City before. Um, I think I met met up up in Philadelphia for for many years. Philadelphia. We met up in Philadelphia. Um, This was pre-Marco Polo. I mean, Marco Polo is a huge part of our relationship now. But pre-Marco Polo, I feel like it was FaceTime dates and texting. Uh,
0: It was FaceTime. It was texting. And then it was meeting
1: IRL. And
0: if you guys don't know what Marco Polo is, it's this app where you can take a video and send it to your friend or your partner, and they can take a video and send it to you back. It's way better than like a video text message because it's kind of just like this really cute casual exchange. And I remember Julia had been doing this for their now Husband. And I was like, this thing is, this Marco Polo is fucking weird, man. I was like, not into it. And it was really, it was all like janky in the beginning too. Like the video quality was so <laughs> terrible. And you're like, hey, look at this video from John. I'm like, what is that? No, thanks. You can keep that for yourselves, Marco Polo. Lo and behold, it's honestly what's built our relationship to the the strength and height that it is these days um so yeah
1: because i feel like we talk like every day i mean it's it's, we do
0: we talk every day now
1: it's rare that we don't talk every day like i mean if you're on vacation or i'm on a trip or something's going on that we're like clearly occupied then maybe not but like pretty much we talk every day
0: but if you guys recall back in the beginning i mean julia has two small children there's no way she's hopping on the phone with me every single day to have a real life phone conversation no way, and I think no. no she's like no. <laughs> Plus, our schedules are very different, right? So, like, uh, have you met that, Eliza? <laughs> have you? <laughs> um, Eliza is her wild child, and just is honestly, she's. If you got, she, I think that she's the human version of Chloe. Um, she has, a voice. and she, she's also my spirit animal child, and so I'm so happy that you have this little baby. I mean, I love both your children to the to the depths of my soul. We know this. Um, however. Uh, Eliza definitely needs attention. And uh, <laughs> that's why we Marco Polo <laughs> so much. Because Julie can share videos of a day in the life. And that means I get to participate. And I don't feel left out. Um, and the kids love it too. It works for everybody involved. For sure. Yes. So I think, you know, we've kind of touched on some of these things that have helped our relationship grow and survive with distance and with time and I think also then with just like the experience of you having children because guess what that often divides people especially people who became friends prior to any relationship because that's where you and I were at we became friends when we were dating different people not our now husbands and um we've been able to create the space and find our voices, I think, in the rhythm of both of our lifestyles now, which well, I think, like, doesn't always happen. Our
1: lives have completely changed, but we are still the same people. You know, we've grown and changed into maybe a more mature version of ourselves, Um maybe, <laughs> in some areas. Um, <laughs> yes. I don't want to give us too much credit. But I do feel <laughs> like we have grown and matured and changed. We're not the same people that we were in a lot of ways. But we also have very different lives. Um, but we still have the same values, right? And those are the things that bring people together, right? When you have, when you can find shared, shared values.
0: Yes. And, you know, shared values obviously can be part of the core of a relationship and things can change. But when they do shift and change, the communication is, I think, the most critical, valuable asset that you can bring to any relationship, bar none, period. And to me, communication and boundaries go hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. So you agree with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that was part of what was so helpful about, I mean, if I can dive back for a second into the whole Enneagram thing, that's so, what's so helpful about the Enneagram for us and us learning that together at the same time is that it was within a very structured format. So there was boundaries in place. Yes. And, and also BNI is a very structured format. So there were boundaries in place to begin with, and then we became aware of our personalities and how they work together and our communication styles. And we've been able to kind of carry that forward um, and grow in our, and now we're not in DNI anymore and we're not in those workshops anymore, but we are able to still have boundaries and like how we communicate and what we communicate.
0: Yes. And being able to, like you said, take those that we learned when we were tiny little 26 and 30 year old babies and bring them up to present day, I think tells a tale of time because there's been relationship growth between you and I. There's been relationship struggles between you and I. There's been times, I wouldn't ever say that we've ever necessarily fought, but there's been times where maybe you didn't feel heard or seen or you felt really uncomfortable and you didn't know how to bring something up to me. And then through the work that we've both done, not only on ourselves, but in our relationships with our partners, and then also just straight, again, boundary work and other things outside of Enneagram, we've been able to make a space where we can talk about the hard things. And I think the hard thing, when I say hard things, I mean, that's, Anything from, I mean, for I guess the biggest hardest thing is we can talk about our bodies. We can talk about um how we're feeling in our physical bodies. We know that I've gone through a lot of different transitions. You've had children, and things have been more important at different places for both of our lives. And, you know, we've did triathlons together. We have so many lived race experiences. and then now we have different experiences with our bodies and the way that we're moving them now. and, being able to come together and still have admiration.
1: Well, and different priorities too. like Yes. For sure. Like the, the different goals and the different priorities, that, that's different now too.
0: It is. And I think, you know, I think let's go back to the thing about you've had kids. I have not had children from my loins. That is so deep on many, many levels. And I don't think we have. know, we don't have time to talk about that. We're not going to have time to talk about that. But I think what it comes down to is, as a woman and her body, I just will never understand, even though my niche was treating pregnant and postpartum women, what it's like to have gone through that experience, right? So trying to have empathy and understanding and communication, especially when people are having just had a baby and I'm over here tracking macros, we're at a, we're at a discord, Okay. And so being able to either take space and then come back and have a communication and a conversation
1: or knowing that have Julia be like, I'm not tracking macros. (laughs)
0: 1000% or I want to talk to you about this because this didn't feel good when you shared this. And I want to have you understand that. Oh my gosh, I didn't see it that way. Tell me more. Yes. Like those kind of conversations, I think were really helpful for us. Cause there's times I know where you did not feel comfortable talking to me in person, but we were able to either do it on Marco Polo or on phone call, which I think also leads to going back to us understanding our communication style and what's going to make us both feel most comfortable.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I feel like we've gotten better at those kind of conversations. Like I'm actually thinking back to, I think, the first time that we had one of those conversations about bodies and different, like, places in life, like, after I had Silas, you know, and how very differently that went versus how we have those conversations now,
0: you know? Well, because it was scary as fuck the first time. For sure. Because you didn't know how – you never had a baby. I was in a a crazy place with tracking and trying to learn. This is seven years ago. So this is a long – well now it would be about six, yeah, so because post, and it just I'm so proud of us. because yeah, many people like hard. and through conversations like that, that can be the make or break situation,
1: yeah, for sure, yeah,
0: but it wasn't uh, for us, we just learned we worked through it, and I think that's the telltale sign of saying, hey listen this this is important, and uh I need you to share with me
1: well, and I think you know showing up with curiosity and like empathy is is huge in those kinds of conversations and I mean we kind of I remember that first time we kind of stumbled our way through it like I remember feeling like I had something to say but not being able to say it yet and this shows up again and again for me right like we're going to talk about it again in this conversation (laughs) me having something to say me not knowing how to say it kind of marinating on it for a while and then just dropping it and walking away (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you've you done this like, so many times is I, it, it is who you are and, and you being like hey we need to close this up and gift wrap it a little bit because
0: it feels right. and I reel you back in and I'm like come back I love you <laughs> let's talk about this
1: <laughs> so true so true and
0: that's the three two dynamic I mean that can be actually really powerful um okay so let's just talk about well, which one do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about toxic titties or do you want to talk about um, toxic ingredients in our house?
1: <laughs> oh, you mean like the time that I wanted to like take pictures of your labels in your bathroom and be like, these are not. <laughs> these are Wait, no you did? Th- I didn't
0: know about that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
1: okay. Surprise, 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 um, no okay all
0: right we're gonna start about we're gonna start to talk uh we'll talk a bit about about clean living (laughs) and toxic living (laughs) toxic living so because this let's just go chronologically (laughs) we're julia was on one of her visits just visiting me at um in cape cod this is years ago so it's not when we lived here full-time so it's like vacation mode and i remember her kind of puttering in the kitchen, and. I can see the anxious, nervous energy she has, and I'm like, she has something. She <laughs> it's like a kid who has to take a shit, and they just aren't like they're like putting around, and they're just trying to find like the corner to hide in. <laughs> and so <laughs> she just kind of looks at me, and she leans in and she whispers, "I have a confession. I'm really into essential oils." She whispers it, and then runs down the hallway, and I'm like, "What?" I don't know if I she's like, it. "I've been in the oily closet." I've been in the oily closet and I'm coming out. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, please. I've been it, I've been out of my oily closet for over seven years. What are you even talking about? Like, why are you shocked to tell me? I'm so confused because I've been using Young Living Essential Oils since 2010. Okay. And she's telling me this like five years later. And I'm like, and? Yeah,
1: it was definitely like 2017. 20. Okay. 2017, I feel like when I said that okay. to you.
0: So I'm like, do we not know each other? Did you forget? Because we've been friends for seven years. Like I use essential oils. But I think really what you were concerned about was this is a bigger part of my life than just occasionally spraying down my countertops with thieves or putting like a drop of lemon (laughs) to clean my countertops. Well, I
1: tend to go all in like (laughs) friendship, right? Like that's who I am. Like I tend to kind of go all in with things.
0: And so, I, what you were trying to tell me was, I'm living an oily good life. And this is part of who I am now. Like, I'm taking it to this level.
1: I came right and out I of thought, the closet. Came right you right came
0: out of the closet. Yeah. But I think, you know, first of all, I'm so proud of you for doing that, number one, because I feel like there can, back then, especially 2017, it's not like how it, it is normal. today. It wasn't these... no. <laughs> Nobody was like, ooh, clean living, clean beauty, non-toxic. You're still a freak. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Freaking clean freak. Um, why are you doing that? But the thing is, I've been doing that too for so long, and not just with young living, but many other things. And I'm so glad that you were like felt comfort and comfort, comfort and confident to tell me because. I was like, I'm the safest space that you have with this and share with me more about like what your vision is here. And that's how you've built your brand. That's how you built not only Oily Good Life and, uh, you know, Julia has some beautiful things in the works, you guys. So you're going to want to follow her if you already aren't. Uh, and it's how you've, you know, built this family of yours that is toxin-free living and created this amazing lifestyle. And you share with so many of your Young Living team and family members how to do it for themselves as well. Um, Simplified,
1: man. Yeah. It doesn't have to be hard, for sure.
0: Well, and I think you make it easy and you make it fun. You are a very good teacher. One of the things I've always admired about you is how you educate people.
1: Thank you. Yes, it's definitely one of my strong points, for sure.
0: And when you can take the overwhelm out of something and give somebody a tiny drop of knowledge that they now feel they can bring into their lives i mean there's no better skill set truthfully because people yeah. are going to look to be led by you
1: well and here's the deal when something changes your your life and you and i've talked about this and this is why we're here today we're talking about this we're talking about this cuz we're going to get to this this subject eventually but like when something changes your life whether it's getting your toxic titties out um, or using clean products in your home, if it changes your life for the better, like who are you to keep it a secret? It's See? not fair. You can't do fair. that. You should not be keeping it a secret no. just because people think you're crazy.
0: That's right. And I think that's where your fear came from. Yeah. Maybe possibly judgment in the beginning because it wasn't widely accepted. Instagram like Instagram, did not exist, or if it did, we weren't on it. Um, I don't think we were on it. no. Was, yeah, I started mine in 2018 or 20, yeah, 2018, I started mine. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you didn't have that kind of community support, but you did it. And um, I'm very thankful that you shared that because, you know, when you see others doing something that's a possibly attractive to you or you have curiosity about, and they make it a safe space without judgment to say, hey, tell me more about what flexible dieting looks like tell me more about what like living with clean toxic prod, non-toxic products looks like you know i would never come at somebody and say stop eating those little debbies and you're never gonna say why are you using lysol in your house still like it's that's not how this goes right um and i think that too there has to
1: be a gentle entry
0: (laughs) well there's a gentle entry but there's also no judgment so right you know like one thing at a time yeah. okay start with uh 60 ounces of water and a straw and a sexy water vessel and you're like hey just buy this thieves cleaner and start spraying it on your countertops don't do anything else don't even get an essential oil nope can't buy them yet not till next month you know what i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then all of a sudden people are like this smells like christmas and you're like uh-huh <laughs> like my sound guy came in the house yesterday or like last week and i was spraying down the counter she's like what smells like cinnamon I'm like, yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. And yes.
0: yes. Well, it, it's delicious, right? And so then all of a it's like the gateway drug, like bacon. And I'm like, it's just, it works, well, you know? Then, oh, you... go ahead.
1: Well, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. It's just like, I'm thinking about it and I'm just like, okay, talking about like the simplicity of it. And here's the fact that like, I taught my seven-year-old how to clean our bathroom this week. There's no way I'm turning a seven-year-old loose in a bathroom with Lysol.
0: Like... Or bleach to bleach out the toilet? I mean, come on now. Absolutely like, not. Here's
1: a bottle of Thieves Cleaner. This is how you do this. And I walk away. And, like, our bathroom's clean. And I don't have to worry about my kid getting bleach in his eyes.
0: <laughs> or worse. Yep. Or worse. Exactly. Yeah. It's pretty powerful stuff. Amazing. Oh, and you gifted yourself some time, Mama.
1: Well, yes, amazing. and I gifted my child the empowerment like he feels so empowered that he can do this thing so great special
0: it's a win-win for everybody win-win
1: for everyone for Mm.
0: sure okay so back in 2017 you came out of the oily closet which was great you had all the support from me and you built a great business over at young living um but i think you know inside of this clean living where I've been doing this myself. I started with essential oils. I, I got, again, thieves is like bacon. Um, and when I say that, that means I was a vegetarian for so long. And people are like, when did you start eating meat? I'm like, bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Every time i skateway drug. Um, well, I started using thieves to clean my yoga mat. And my girlfriend had been diffusing it. And I was like, that smells delicious. I'm going to get some of that. Started using it as soap. And then all of a sudden transitioned into using oils. Which became bigger because I was like, man, Um, I'm kind of nervous about like all these toxic products that I'm putting on my body every single day, uh, personal care
1: wise. Because like, as you learn more then you want to change more things, like you're, you're more aware.
0: You can't unlearn it. You can't can't unknow it. Yeah. No. And so I started doing more research on that. I sort of really... And again, I started in the bathroom. I think the bathroom is such the easiest place. What do you think, Julia?
1: I agree. I I feel like I read somewhere sometime they said like, you know, the average woman puts 85 toxic chemicals on her body before she eats breakfast, something (sighs) like that's, it's just like literally everything. It's like everything you put on your skin is in your body. It goes to your bloodstream. It's your shampoo, your your body wash,
0: (laughs) your toenail polish, your toothpaste, your face cream, your eyebrow serum, your mascara, all of it.
1: Everything. What you wash your right? face with.
0: Whew. So, yeah. like So then, again, we're like, don't get overwhelmed here, kids. Right. Which, okay. So uh, here's a question. If you had not any clean products at all in your bathroom and you wanted to start with one, which would you choose?
1: In my bathroom.
0: Yes. Right now, today. So you have a family of four that is going to have, like, the biggest impact?
1: Um, probably hand soap. Nice. You use it how many times a day?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Over and over and over again. And, I mean, if anybody here has kids, like, you know the hand soap is not safe. Like, it's it's everywhere. Like, they use, like, 17 pumps when they need, like, a half a pump. <laughs>
0: We that's jonathan price and it's not just kids <laughs> sorry sorry David. um but
1: yeah like no it's like everywhere um and i i feel like it's the thing it's on your hands you're using it all the time you're touching everything with your hands so yeah i think a toxin-free hand soap um is huge i
0: like that i like that. um
1: that would probably be the place to start i always tell people actually that the other thing, and this isn't just in the bathroom, but the number one place I tell people to start is swap out your laundry soap because it it's in your towels. It's in your sheets. It's in your clothing. It's touching everything on your body all the time. Skin. skin, Yep. That's where it starts.
0: It is where it starts. The skin is where it starts. Oh, sure. I like that tagline. Steal Ooh. that. Ooh. The skin is where it starts. Use it. Use it. Mine is going to be body wash. Yeah. I would pick a clean body wash.
1: Absolutely. many
0: are out there um and i think this is, so listen this is um you know i'm affiliated as a brand advocate for beauty counter julia obviously is for young living those are brands we know like and trust but mm-hmm. i also have many other brands in my house and i know julia does as well um however i will say to you you this is not a a pitch for you guys to purchase from us if you're saying, I want to start somewhere, I want to start today, I'm going to Target, what do I need to look for? Ooh. I'm guaranteed Julia and I will say, I, I, I want to see if you would say the same thing I would say. The one, you need to flip over and read a label and avoid this one word. It's the F word. <laughs> it's the F word. It's the not F the four word. letter it's one either. <laughs> it's the worst F word on the planet. Fragrance. Fragrance. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you know what? <laughs> a lot of people don't realize they, they look at these brands, and this is what I, was, I, I alluded to earlier, um, way back in the day before you switched over your products, Jacqueline, I'm talking a long time ago. Um, but literally, like people see a brand and they think, oh, this is a clean brand. I'm going to say, I'm going to name one, Mrs. Myers. People think Mrs. Myers is a clean brand. When you flip mm. Mrs. Myers over, the ingredients listed there, just Google search them. It's not a clean yep. brand. It's a greenwashed right. and,
0: brand, and, and greenwashing is a whole another podcast. But basically, what that means is we're gonna uh, ghost ghost. What is that called? Gaslight. You, gaslight. I'm gaslighting you. Ghostlight. <laughs> it's not ghostlight. Now, um, I'm gonna make. And ghosting think. is when you don't text somebody back. Okay. God. Forty three. <laughs> um, okay. So, but yeah. So, just even just go do it as a test to see if you can find a body wash in a body wash aisle that does not have any fragrance in it. And you might be saying to people, well, I want to smell good. I want, I want, I, I really want my, I want this scent to come off me. Like when I'm walking around and that's a whole nother conversation about getting, um, cause you can find things that are essential oil-based that are natural scents that aren't going to have that endocrine disruption factor. Because that's why we don't like fragrance, right? Endocrine distrust means it's going to fuck with your hormones. And it's not going to do good things for them. Yeah. That's what it means. And we're talking like cancers. We're talking disease. We're talking the body not just – the body's going to be dysregulated. Thyroid. And so we want to avoid them as much as possible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Anything to add to
1: that? Big hot topic for me. I love – you know, I love label reading. It's like – It's you're you're into the label reading with the food. I'm into the label reading with the products. It's like one of my favorite things to do. (laughs) And it's one of my favorite things to teach people because it's the easiest way to actually learn and people are like, oh, I can use an app for that. And it's like, yeah, you can use an app for it, but you don't you then you're trusting an app to tell you what isn't isn't okay. So you know, look for the effort. Or
0: you can learn some of the bigger brands that you trust and just yes. shop with them all. Again, yes. ergo, Young Living or Beauty, Beauty Con, where you're like, they've done the living. research for me. I'll just buy you know, what they have.
1: Absolutely. And check them every once in a while. Make sure that they're still a clean brand. But, you know, Absolutely. I'm not all about blind trust by any means. Um, but no. yes, definitely find the brands that you trust, check on them once in a while. But for sure, like, Learn if you're going to buy things in, in, the, in the store, learn how to read a label for sure. Empowering. But yeah, I mean, a huge thing like that was a huge part of my journey was, you know, struggling with the infertility and the um, like finding cancer cells in my body and needing to get rid of them by surgery. And just that really catapulted me further into my natural journey, you know? Uh, I was already passionate about it and then I became even more passionate about it um, as I was learning more. Like we said, once you learn it, you can't unlearn it, right?
0: (laughs) It's true and it's cute and nice if you're like, I'm a healthy human, I'm gonna, you know, have this non-toxic soap, okay. But then when you're not and you get a diagnosis or you start to be unwell, You now are going to start to reverse engineer. How the fuck did I get here? Yeah. Because we know when disease shows up, something's been brewing for a while. Yep. So you want to start to look and connect the dots and think, what do I have control over that's coming into my home that I'm exposing myself to? And what can I change? What's going to have the biggest impact? What's going to, you know, make me feel my best?
1: Well, and I feel like that was happening for us both kind of at the same time, even though you were there and I was here and it was a little different, like you were having these symptoms, right? Mm -hmm. And I was kind of in my own mess. We weren't even necessarily talking to each other about (laughs) those particular things in the moment. I remember later you were like, why didn't you tell me? (sighs) And I was like, why didn't you tell me? But that's us, right? It was us. It was we us. did that. Um, but we were kind of dealing with this, and I remember when um you started telling me about some of the symptoms that you were experiencing, and I was having I had a, a massage client at the time that was also experiencing some of these major symptoms. Did you want to share what they are, what they were? Sure,
0: absolutely. because so Julia pre- talked
1: about it before, but if somebody's here new, like they need to know. Yeah.
0: So if what Julie is referring to is some of my, um, what we now know are my breast implant illness symptoms. But at the time I did no idea and I was experiencing Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Um, I had several bouts of SIBO. So that's a gut infection and a dysbiosis of the gut. I was
1: debilitating.
0: Uh, how about explosive diarrhea between each of my chiropractic patients? Yes, and yes. I was running to the bathroom yes. crying, not trying not to shit my pants. Yes. So that's embarrassing. Yes. Um, constantly exhausted insomnia for 13 years, but like getting really bad because really? I was not being able to get nutrients because of the diarrhea and then not sleeping. So, um, <sighs> anxiety, depression, hair loss, dry skin, depression. Uh, the depression was bad. I mean, suicidal, uh, you know, there was, yeah, there were some bad things that were happening. And, um, you know, I did not even begin to think it was related to my breast implants. And so, but somebody, so I, I was talking to, so I had started my Instagram account at this point. Um, I moved over from my personal to the live well with Jacqueline one, and I was starting to talk about some of this on Instagram a little bit. And, um, there's this girl in Canada and she randomly just said, do you have breast implants? Like very direct. And I was like, I do. And she's like, have you ever heard about breast implant illness? And I said, no. And she's like, I think you need to take a look at it. And that was kind of it. And I was like, Oh, huh. I was, and I just like, shelled it. do you
1: think that was in like 2018?
0: That's exactly what it was. Okay. Because Cause you was... showed up,
1: you I, showed up. I know that I... <laughs> brought you the book in 2020 or 2000 when was it that move 20 uh 2019
0: 2019. well i I moved in 20 we moved in 2020 in september of 2020 so maybe it is 2020 when you brought me the book
1: no i think i sent you the book before i came and then when i was there i talked to you about it
0: yes because well yes you sent it (laughs) okay that's true the guy get the timeline right so i heard from this canadian follower and then julia like sends me this book And it's all like stealth mode.
1: Well, here's what happened is I had this Well, you tell me your side of the
0: story, actually. Yeah, I had
1: this client come in my office, and she had these like big dark circles in her eyes, and she's on thyroid medication, and she's like so depressed, like awful depressed. And anyway, she's like, she's like, I just woke up in the middle of the night, and I wanted to cut my breasts out of my body. (laughs) Like, I wanted to cut my implants out. Yep. And I was that's like, uh, that's real. I was like, okay, um, maybe, maybe you need to like, call a doctor. <laughs> see If you can get those out, you know, so we had this conversation. And then her next appointment, a month later, she came in and she was like, she handed me this book. And she was like, I had my implants out. And my symptoms are disappearing. Like, I'm a new person. And I could see her face was glowing. She, she had like, she used to look like gray. And then when she came in, she looked like more like a normal, like healthy glow. Um, but she handed me this book and she was like, if you know anybody who has breast implants, you give them this book. And she was like, so like intense about it. And I was like, okay. So of course, you know, I never pass anything on unless I check it out myself. So I read the book and I remember sitting in my backyard reading the book and being like, oh, like I have to tell Jacqueline about this and I don't want to.
0: <laughs> Wait, pause right there. Pause right there. <laughs> One of the notes that I have written down was, but are you even approachable? (laughs) Enneagram numbers and us being um, feisty bitches. No, (laughs) but truthfully, um, even though Julia and I do reside in that area of the Enneagram, we both have discovered, and this is actually in the last 12 months, I would say, even though we've figured it out before then, but we've really been talking about it and owning it. It's, it's not that we're not approachable, it's that we appear that way at times. Because? Because we're
1: direct and we're confident.
0: Direct and confident. So some people feel like I'm not going to say something to her for fear of judgment. Or she thinks she knows it all, so I don't have any value add to this conversation, so why would I share with her? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, Mutual both ways. Mutual both ways. Yep. Bingo, bingo. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um... What if she hates me and gets pissed at me and doesn't want to talk to me? And I told her this. What if she doesn't believe me?
1: Or what if she feels judged by me? I think that was a a big one because judgment. I don't have breast implants. So I felt like if I said something to you about your breast implants, that you would feel like I was judging that you have them. Okay. Which I never. Yeah, I would never even
0: think that. No.
1: I never cared that you had them the whole time we've been friends. You've had them.
0: Yeah. Had them. But somehow I was, was, like,
1: afraid that you would feel like I was judging you for that. Um... You know,
0: I think what you're saying is actually just a really, really important point to double down on. Because there's a lot of people who will listen to this podcast episode and say, I really want to tell my mom, my sister, my best friend, this girl I know on the internet, but I'm a stranger. Like, how do I share with them? that this could possibly be causing their problems. What if it falls on deaf ears? What if they ignore me? What if they say they don't want to hear it? Which all of that might happen. And it did with Julia and I just so, that's one of the reasons we decided to do this episode.
1: Yeah.
0: It took me four, well, let me just say this and then we'll dive into it a little bit more. It took me four years from getting that book and hearing from that um, Instagram person to explant. Four years. Yeah. Now, COVID fucked part of that up, but I had to be ready to hear it. I shelved that book when she gave it to me. Okay, so wait, go back. Did you, um, so when you decided, oh, I'm going to share this book with Jacqueline, like, you, you, gave, you gave it to me.
1: I am pretty sure I bought it on Amazon and had it shipped directly to your house while I was sitting in my lawn chair holding my copy. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's what I did. I think I drop shipped it to you, and I was just like... I think I sent, I might've even put it in the Amazon gift note. Like, I don't think I sent you a text message. I think- I No, like, you didn't. You hid from me. I think I sent Again. Like a passive, <laughs> a passive. Oh, uh, I sometimes-
0: say Julia's very good at passive shit.
1: <laughs> sometimes say that I'm passive aggressive and my other friend tells me, no, Julia, you're aggressive, aggressive.
0: Yes. we we do know that so we're talking about taking pauses and getting curious that is the theme of today's episode by the way take a pause get curious and all your relationships and all your communication it will change everything
1: and try to be empathetic while you're at it yes so yeah i remember i think that i put a little message in the amazon thing and just probably wrote something like uh read this book feel like you should read it or something i actually think that's exactly what it said (laughs) probably um and then I remember just like you not saying anything to me about it probably because you shelved it (laughs) I did
0: shelve it I didn't read it
1: and then I do remember us having an in-person conversation about it when I was helping you move probably because I found it
0: (laughs) um yeah so I saw it and I was like um I shouldn't say this I'm gonna say it fine you I'm being honest i saw the picture on the front of the book and i looked at this girl and i'm like whatever that's what i initially thought i didn't take the book seriously because i didn't like the picture on the front i was being judgmental and then i i read like the first couple pages and it's she kind of writes like a kid the person who wrote the book it's written like
1: like somebody's diary
0: it is and it just see i mean so i was like this doesn't seem very professional so I was being really judgmental on it. And I was like, okay, so this girl's story, I get it. And I was like, well, shit. If I have to take out my breast implants, like, fine. But I don't have time to think about this right now. Because it was COVID. I was in the middle of trying to move um, to the Cape. And there was no way, like, I could have downtime. But it, it started marinating in my mind about it. And then when Julia came to help me move, uh, you did bring it up again. Because I was like, oh, I think I might get rid of this book.
1: <laughs> and you're like, no, you're not.
0: No, <laughs> I'm packing it. And I'm like, okay. You're not getting and, rid of you, book. <laughs> and you did. And guess what? I read it the following spring or the following like winter. I remember reading it. Because wow. you know why?
1: And go ahead. Why?
0: Well, I'll tell you what happened. I was awake in the middle of the night with a massive bout of insomnia and I was like, This is these are the problem. I know it is So I was reading this book. I basically read it in like a couple hours because it's that easy to it's read. So
1: easy. It's like an hour read.
0: Yeah. And I started bawling my eyes out. And I'm like, oh, my God. Why have I been waiting to, like, talk to Julie about this? Like, she saw me. She fucking knew. Now I got to go back with my tail between my legs <laughs> and be like, ah, oh, you were right again. Damn it.
1: <laughs> but I'm like, <not> approachable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did. And I was like, all right. I said, I'm going to do this. And I admitted it to you first. Because I was like, I know you're the first person who's not going to give me any crap about wanting to get these out. Because... If you're a person who is considering explant, the same goes this way too, Julia. You're very petrified. People are going to judge you for taking them out
1: mm-hmm. because you made a
0: mistake in the first place for getting them.
1: Yeah. You're going to disfigure
0: your body. You're going to disform yourself. What you uh, There's you so many things. Out? Didn't
1: you want them to begin with?
0: Yeah. What's wrong with you? Why'd yeah. you change your mind? Oh, yeah. Um,
1: Which, by the way, why does our culture make that a crime? Changing your mind? Oh,
0: it's the worst.
1: Anyway, that's another. Co- you that's another know
0: success. better. You do better. Again, another theme of this podcast. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> <And then again. laughs> For um, sure. Yeah. So I am forever grateful because the the thing you have to know about any of this is being an open friend. Who's not going to be, who's going to take that fear of being judged and put it aside. Who's going to take that fear of rejection and put it aside because you know the person that you love needs to hear this no matter what. And you're going to give it with empathy and compassion and say, I love you. I feel like you should read this. Even though you're putting your own ego aside because you might feel bruised for a minute. The person's going to probably come back around and thank you. And that's where our relationship really has just grown to such a beautiful place because it took, you knew that about me and um, you gave me that time. Here's one thing you didn't do that I was scared you were going to do. I thought that you were going to come after me and ask me, did you read that book yet? Like, would you think? Have you thought more about taking my your pregnancy? You didn't say that thing to me. You said nothing. And I think, but I knew that I was undercurrent. Like if I ever wanted to approach you about it and that space that you held for me, see I told you the crying was going to happen you were the first safe space that I knew that I could go to and when you finally want to make the decision to like start to get these fucking things out of your body you really want to grab onto somebody who gets it and I knew you were going to be the first person who would without any kind of judgment and thank you for that it means a lot to this day you're welcome okay okay tears are done (laughs) Um, but you know, I think honestly, the, the fear, and then finally, when you came out of the freaking oily closet, I came out of the toxic titty closet. I'm like, we got to do this. Let's go. And then the ball just starts rolling down the hill and it's gaining steam. I share with Jonathan, I call my doctor. I say, this is what we're going to do. I'm ready to start this process and this journey. I researched my plastic surgeon. I got a consult with him. And I mean, this time, this took time. I mean, it was March when I decided I didn't have a consult till October. It took six months to get off the waiting list. And then I set my surgery for the following April. And I remember too, like sitting around the new year thinking how much am I gonna share with Instagram? I was asking my friend Michael and he's like, just tell people that they're expired and i was like
1: like that's his his accent accent.
0: (laughs) it's his accent it's like and i'm like oh i'm like okay okay because it's true and i was like and then i went to bed and i woke up with this like clenched stomach and i was like oh my god absolutely not it was so visceral inside of my body that i had to share the entire experience and everything that i was going through I'm, so I did come out of the closet and I started telling everybody
1: everything. And I remember it, you and I talking about that too, like Marco Poloing about like, what were you going to share? And I was like, yep, I think people are going to notice if your boobs are gone. <laughs> like, like That's the first thing. Honestly, the first thing was I work out a lot in a really
0: tiny top and people are going to notice and say something. <laughs> so I probably got to talk about it. That was the first thing. It was the aesthetics.
1: I was like, I think they're going to notice. <laughs> Julia, I'm like, yeah, she's right. <laughs> um and
0: so you were such a um I think amazing friend but resource to like okay, all right, here's one for you guys. Going back to Marco Polo. So I finally jumped on the Marco Polo train years ago because when I started my Instagram, Julia oh, <laughs> looks boy. at me and says, "Okay, this is direct Julia." She's like, um, you're not very natural on the stories. And so you need to download this app immediately and start seeing your face on camera and seeing how you talk because you need to figure that out. And I was like, okay. So I downloaded Marco Polo. She's like, just start messaging me back and forth. She's like, and then you're going to see your face. You'll see your inflections. You'll see your, you know, how things move and you're going to get more comfortable and confident showing up in stories and talking. And, uh, honestly, I totally
1: forgot about that.
0: Cha- so for anybody who's here on Instagram who wants to build a business on Instagram, because stories are where you build relationships, go download Marco Polo immediately.
1: It's a free training like, tool.
0: <laughs> free training tool. Honestly, some of the best business advice I've ever got. That's for free because confidence comes through sharing and talking authentically and. I'm a natural at that. I always thought I was because how I was raised with my father, he was a radio DJ for so many years. And that's why podcasting comes naturally to me. But um, talking and doing face talking when people seeing your face is different So the Marco Polos. They helped. Um, But, yeah, being able to go back and forth. When you feel alone, very – when you decide that breast implant illness is what is going on for you, and you start to find all the resources that can support you, it f- it's a lonely fucking journey.
1: Well, and not, I mean, some of my concerns for you were really in the recovery process because it's like, first of all, you ended up having COVID. <laughs> but i didn't have covid i've never had covid sorry you didn't jonathan ended up having covid (laughs) yeah sorry i
0: still feel did i jinx myself now so you guys didn't know that i've never had covid But, but
1: my point was is that like okay when i was recovering postpartum right around the time that you were recovering from your breast implant or your explant surgery and i remember thinking like i have all these people showing up because i had a baby right? Like all these people are bringing me meals. They're cleaning my house. They're taking care of me. They're taking care of my kids. They're taking care of my dog. I didn't have a dog at the time, but they would have been if I had a dog. Right. Yep. And like Jacqueline is going to go through this explant surgery and she's got two dogs and a third waiting for me, a third like, waiting baby clo close a baby waiting, <laughs> waiting in the wings. And then we have Jonathan and, <laughs> and I'm like, who's, gonna take care of Jacqueline like her family lives far away (laughs) like who's gonna show up um so I mean yeah like those are the kinds of things like you feel lonely and not only do you feel lonely like you are kind of you have to make your own arrangements for self-care and I know you and I talked a lot about what that was gonna look like you know
0: and a lot of it went down the drain
1: because Jonathan got sick so then he (laughs) it was
0: gone a lot of it was gone (laughs) Jonathan had to take
1: care of you (laughs)
0: He Well, he did, but, um you know, he was up and away on the second floor staying away from me. Yeah. So I was very lonely, but I'm also referring to, and, and I'll just pause on that for a quick second, is when you decide that you want to get these out and you start researching, it feels lonely because people don't believe you or mm-hmm. they don't understand what it is because it can be sometimes, quote unquote, an invisible illness. um Yeah, you can get gaslit. Um, oh, I have implants and I'm not sick. What's wrong with you? I see that one a lot on Instagram feeds um, and stories, especially like over in TikToks. People will say that. And that's true. I mean, listen, not everybody gets sick, but a lot of people do. And I decided I have to share what I'm going through because nobody's sharing it the way that I want to see it shared. I was in Facebook groups. I was on different blogs. I was following some Instagram accounts. And I was like, I just want to, give people the bird's eye view into all of the things into the, Mm -hmm. to the symptoms, into the surgery experience, the recovery experience, uh, the self-love experience, the coming back to being my physical person, all of the times that I've gotten knocked down in the last 365 with things that have been related or not related, um, surgery wise and how that's like affected my psyche and my relationship with my body and my person and i just think coming back to having solid relationships for people who understand and know you remind you of your power
1: Mm -hmm. and who
0: you really are because it's that old adage check on your strong friends yeah right yep and forever i'll be grateful for again (laughs) this silly little marco polo app where you and i can stay connected across um the Pennsylvania to Massachusetts area because that is how we still support each other as friends, support each other as business people. We were just business brainstorming yesterday back and forth on Marco. And um, when you're an island as an entrepreneur can, again, also feel lonely. So I think those those ways of holding on to that relationship and being able to grow and being able to – listen and then get curious and ask questions back is how we've, we've been able to do this over all these years.
1: To be like, to add to that, like for the people who haven't maybe found that person for themselves yet, like there's an element of vulnerability. Like you have to be willing to be vulnerable and you have to be willing to be authentic. And they're both, they go hand in hand, you know, Um, when you, when you live in your authentic self, you're more likely to draw people to you that are authentically themselves. And that are going to connect with you in a deep, personal way.
0: You, I don't think you could have said that better, Julia. Um, and that comes back to uh, really, I think one of the reasons why, for me, showing up on Instagram um, feels really special because I am honest and I'm authentic. There's a difference between sharing everything versus, like, reserving some things for my home life and my personal life. But everything you get is real. That's I do put out there. Yeah. And I'm I'm giving it into a way that helps people, hopefully, to make some decisions for themselves about what they need to focus on so they can start to feel their best. You're being and
1: authentic with boundaries.
0: Yeah. We got to do a whole episode on boundaries. But I will say, in you know, one of my most popular podcast episodes is called Why I'm Removing My Toxic Titties. And so I had shared that with Julia and she's like, we have to podcast about that Um, and us together because she helped me start this journey. And I thought, you know what, what better way to have somebody on this who's really been there with me from before. You know, before this was even a twinkle in my little eye to really sharing with me, even putting herself aside and then being there for me in all the ways that she possibly could be to now here I am on this hopefully healed um, side of things feeling really, really amazingly thrilled not only with my results, but happy because I know for a fact that I'm so much healthier having those toxic pieces of shit out of my body
1: well and you've learned so much in the journey and now you have so much to offer um to anyone who's exploring that or experiencing that as well you know and that's that's the gift that you're giving and showing up in these spaces and and sharing authentically is um being a safe space for other humans who are experiencing um similar journeys you know yeah thank you Mm -hmm. thank
0: you gotta be real i I just gotta be me gotta be honest yeah for sure oh my gosh julia it was so good to have you on this podcast today thank you
1: yeah it was good good to hang out yeah
0: so i think you know you and i'll chat offline but i i do think we probably have a few more episodes in us in the future (laughs) um but for now we're gonna wrap it up julia where can people find you on Instagram?
1: Uh, they can find me at the oily good life. So it's oily good life is my username and I am on a. Is strat- it the oily good life I believe or is it just oily good life? It's just oily good life. Great.
0: Julia yeah. Walsh.
1: Yep. And you know, I'm taking a break right now from posting because I'm. Oh, creating- Good job. I'm creating some things going to be going to be some things that are going to be popping up down the line here. And I want to make sure it's all locked and loaded. So um working on that in the background, got some creative stuff going. We were brainstorming yesterday. We're going to keep it flowing and you can expect to see me back there more soon, but there is a lot saved in the highlights. So if you just want to learn, hop into my highlights.
0: I love that. I'm so excited. Again, thank you so much for being here today on the Live Well with Jacqueline podcast. You guys, go give Julie a follow. You will not regret it. Thank you, Jacqueline. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Bye.